Welcome to another edition of Run Talk SA, hosted by Mr. Active, David Katz, where we chat everything to do with running from a South African perspective. Don't forget, you can be in touch too. Just search for Run Talk SA on social media. Welcome to this week's edition of Run Talk SA. I'm David Katz, Mr. Active, and I've got a great personality who encompasses everything to do with South African professionalism when it comes to sport. And he started out as a cyclist. He's still involved with cycling, but he's kind of become a runner. We'll get on to a bit of the cycling portfolio a little bit later, but my guest today is team principal of Team MTN Quebec. Big things going on there, name change in 2016. We'll get on to that, but why I really wanted to speak to Doug Ryder is a very good cyclist back in the day, but he, he's come across, he's crossed over, he's doing a lot more running these days. Doug, thanks for joining us and thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Dave. Doug, first of all, why running? I know you were a fantastic cyclist. You're still involved with this uh, very labor-intensive and, and driven goal of, of um, sort of pushing this team forward. And, of course, Tour de France this year was a, a huge achievement, but things are growing, getting bigger. We'll get into that. But why at the moment do you find yourself running more than cycling? Yeah, uh, thanks. I mean, you know, running is uh, something that you can do when you've got little time. And, um, you know, I might run a cycling team and, uh, you know, I don't ride a bike. It's a bit like a shoemaker's kids don't have shoes. But, I mean, I, um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time running because it, I have, you know, I just don't have the time to be able to get on a bike and, and ride as often as I'd like to. So I actually spend probably 75% of my time is in terms of my exercise is running now and, uh, and, about 25% is cycling just due to the fact that I travel so much and uh, and I, I just don't have the time at the moment to, to be able to ride a bike and, and do it justice. Well, Doug, the beauty of um, being able to run, it's a lot easier to pack a, a pair of shoes in your bag as opposed to a cycle and it means you can run anywhere in the world and wherever you are, doesn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, it's actually quite nice when we... When we're on tour, like a Tour de France or a Giro d'Italia or a Vuelta España or whatever, and we, you know, we get a bit of a staff group to come running. So we have a, a bit of a staff run every other morning with the doctor and, the, you know, sometimes the coach and sometimes one of the soigneurs or whatever. So it's, it is quite nice when we go early in the morning and, uh, and then, yeah, and then we're ready for the day to begin, which is, which is pretty mad, you know, pretty mad in cycling. Days are long when you're on tour. So, yeah, running is the, is the easiest way to stay fit and to and to and you know just to connect with people as well. Doug, how did you personally find that adaptation from sort of becoming someone who predominantly cycled more to moving over to running? I know they say it's sort of harder the other way if you're a runner to add more cycling and running also can actually be very good for cyclists to stretch out those hammies which tend to get quite tight. But yeah, thanks. I mean, I it was it was pretty tough actually because if you you could go for a ride on a bike for an hour and not feel the damage or the, you won't feel like the hurt in your muscles. Like if you just get on and go for a run for an hour, you know, you absolutely feel, you feel that afterwards. If you haven't run before and you go running an hour, you know, you'll feel it. And, uh, and I think that's the one thing about running that you need to respect more than in cycling is that, you know, you kind of got to go and increase your mileage in small increments because, you know, you can actually, you know, feel a lot of pain, and, uh, and you, so you've got to be a bit more respectful to running, especially, you know, in terms of your training and increasing your training, you know, more so than cycling because it's so load-bearing and jarring on your body. And actually, you know, I had a pretty bad experience. I ran my first marathon after only running for about 
eight months and um and I ran my first marathon and I actually got a stress fracture in my hip and I was on crutches for 12 weeks after, you know, because I mean, I'm a, I have a very strong heart and lungs and uh, from cycling and being a top sportsman in, on the bike. But because I hadn't done any load bearing exercise for so long, for 15 years, I guess, I, that when I started running and I ran a marathon fairly quickly, um, you know, like a 320, trying to go for a 315, 320 marathon, you know, I got a stress fracture and actually broke my hip, which was interesting. So, you know, you've got to be very respectful to runners and to, and to running. Well, Doug, there's some great advice there. And uh, you were just talking about the time aspect of running and it being easier to get out, but also sort of from a family perspective. I know your wife, Nikki, has been running for years and years. So it now gives the two of you something that you can do together as well. Absolutely. And we've got three young kids and you know, and they've got all their school sports and sports happening on weekends. So it's it actually together, Nikki and I can run, you know, early in the morning and run for an hour, hour and a half, do a good 15 kilometers of running together. And then, you know, we can spend the morning with the kids doing stuff, um, which is quite nice. And with our three kids, it's not like we only have one kid that one parent can go to, you know, and we can alternate, you know, it's like taking kids to different parts of the, you know, of, of Johannesburg or different areas and, uh, and supporting them so it's a little bit more challenging and it requires both of us so it's not like i could go for a four or five hour ride and uh you know and and she could run in the mornings let's say and then you know so we pretty are we are a very busy family and and i mean like you know i mean i've traveled a huge amount this year I've spent about five months traveling with it with our cycling team all over the world so you know running is the is the, actually the perfect alternative you know, for, for us. But, you know, the funny thing about running as well is, and, and the difference between cycling and why I love the running culture so much, and I'm not putting cycling down in any manner or form, but because I love cycling, of course, but, you know, running, there's no stigma attached to what bike you ride or a pre predisposition of your, you know, of your wealth or earning potential or whatever, you know, in running, people just rock up. They, they, they love to run together. It's, you get to know people so, so well. Um, it's such a nice culture running and, uh, you know, cycling, sometimes you get into a group and people look at what bike you ride and they determine, you know, your social stature just from that, which is, which is pretty interesting and, uh, and different, but, you know, whereas running is, you know, it's just, you know, great people getting together, you know, and, and, uh, and smashing out the mileage on the road, which is pretty cool. Doug, that is so true and such a, a great benefit for running. You can have a CEO running next to someone who's a cleaner in a major corporation. So it really does, as you say, unite all different people and no stigmas when you're out on the road. Tell me now your sort of goals, what you've achieved in running. I know you did the Old Mutual Two Oceans Marathon this year. Yeah, the Old Mutual Two Oceans Marathon was a big goal, you know, to that I wanted to do with Nikki, my wife. And, you know, she's done three comrades and, and she's done also, you know, three two oceans or old mutual two oceans. So it was nice to go out and do it. It was over Ocast of Ach. It's actually quite funny when I when I won the the, the Argus cycle tour, Cape Town cycle tour. It was over Ocast of Ach. So people were com- complaining that the old mutual two oceans went over Ocast of Ach, and I actually liked it because I am a Capetonian, so I love those roads. And um, and it was a it was a great event. And you know, we did it in four hours fifty five minutes, which is. Which is a which is pretty decent, I guess, and uh, you know I look forward to to coming back next year, and it's a big goal for me to come back and and do a similar time, but um, you know over Chapman's Peak and see the beautiful scenery, you know of the coastline over Chapman.
Of course, and such an iconic point of that race. And uh, talking about iconic races, the Comrades Marathon, a lot of South Africans, it's a bucket list, it's a goal. Is that something you'll look to do as well? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Eh? I mean, South Africans, we're crazy people. Eh? There's a camel adventure man in all of us, I think. And, you, you know, even in our cycling world, if you they say, oh, you run a professional team, well, have you done the Tour de France? And before this year, it was like, no. And then, well, then how professional, you know, what kind of a professional team are you? You know, that's it's kind of funny how we look at things. And and in South Africa, it's like, oh, you you know, you're a runner. Do you, have you run the Comrades? It's like the only thing that people, you know, kind of equate your running to. And so... Absolutely, the comrades is a goal to do in the future, maybe in the next two to three years. Um, but right now, we've we've got an incredibly busy life and time with with the professional cycling team, and so you know over that period of time, it's a big build up to the Tour de France in June. So you know, it depends if I'm around and if I'm able to to kind of run that kind of mileage to to be able to do it. But definitely something I'd like to achieve for sure. Now, Doug, uh, harboring back sort of let's look at cycling a bit and looking at the team. You had a three-year plan. I did some work with you back when you went pro-continental, and that three-year plan culminated in making the Tour de France this year, which was fantastic to see and fantastic to see so many African riders riding. What's been the highlight over the last three years? And, of course, that win from Steve Cummins, a stage win in the Tour de France, in your first Tour de France, something special. No, absolutely. I mean, this team is punched way above its weight it's um it's done pretty much in this in the time that we that we wanted to do a tour de france from actually just entering europe as a team in the second division in world cycling in 2013 you know when we presented to the aso the organizer of the tour de france about our plan with our african riders they said you know geez there's no african cyclists at this level in world cycling so you're on a five to ten year plan and three years later we rode Tour de France and didn't just participate, we absolutely competed. We we were the revelation of the tour. You know, we had we put lofty goals in place and we smashed them. You know, we were fifth team overall. We you know, we won a stage on Mandela Day, which I mean which was just absolutely incredible with Steve Cumming. And uh, you know, Daniel Teklahamanov became the first African rider of colour to wear a leader's jersey in the hundred and three years of the Tour de France. So everything that we wanted to achieve we did and more which was brilliant. And, um, but the last three years, the highlights have been winning Milan San Remo with our German rider, Gerald Cholik in 2013, definitely put our team on the map. You know, raising almost 5,000 bicycles to Quebec, the Quebec charity, the Bicycles Change Lives campaign that we have, that was also something really special and significant and, and is a differentiator of our team. And, and then, you know, at the end of the season, which ended about a, you know, two weeks ago, we are the number one second division team in the world. And the future is looking bright with our new partners, Dimension Data, Deloitte, that have come on board. And, you know, so let's hope the, you know, the future of this team is, is pretty stable. And, and we look forward to doing many, many more things and, and, and just, you know, progressing on, on the last three years that have just been absolutely exceptional. Well, Doug, I wanted to ask you about the future. You touched on Data and on Deloitte, so big things happening in the team. And also, um, you've attracted uh, a few big names coming in, none other than one of the biggest we've seen in the last 10 years, Mark Cavendish. No, no, it's amazing that a, that a rider like Mark Cavendish actually wants to join our team and ride for our team. You know, he's, as you say, you know, one of the best sprinters in the world. He's won 26 stages in the Tour de France. 15 stages in the Giro d'Italia. He's been a world champion. 
and to have that guy of a guy of that profile and that such a high performance level join our team is amazing. And uh, and it was a, a team that he targeted. I mean, he actually targeted us at the Tour de France and and said that there isn't another team in cycling he'd like to ride for. He loves the charity angle and and to do something for Quebec and uh, and to support our African riders to take them to success. And if you look at our riders on our team to be able to ride and be in the same team as one of the best in the sport, you know, just in, in terms of their progression and mentorship, it'll definitely take us to another level as well. And, uh, and we look forward to many more victories next year and, uh, and having a profile, you know, of the like of a Mark Cavendish in our team that can add so much more value to African cycling and, and, and to this team's progression. And it's possible that, you know, next week we hear from the UCI as, you know, we are the number one second division team in the world. They are looking for more first division teams, or at least one more. And that, you know, they might ask us to step up to be a first division team in the World Tour, which means that we get a guaranteed entry into the GD Italia Tour de France, Vuelta España, all the biggest races in the world. And and that would be the first ever for Africans. And it would definitely be something that that would please our new partner, Dimension Data, and. Uh, and I look forward to, you know, to, to, to hopefully realizing, you know, that dream of, of a first division African team. Well, Doug, we'll look out for that news that is possibly in the pipelines and really interesting and exciting. But just before I let you go as well, for people who have been listening to us, have, don't quite know of Quebec or maybe have heard of it, don't know how to get involved or how they can contribute. Is there a website and how can people find out more about Quebec? Uh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we had a 5,000 bicycles change lives campaign this year to, to make a massive impact and to put 5,000 students onto bicycles so that they can realize their dreams like our riders, I guess, are realizing theirs on, on, on bikes. And you can go to bicycleschangelives.com. So bicycles with an S, changelives.com. And uh, you can contribute, you know, via, you know, any amount or anything at, the, at that website and make a big impact to you know, to making a massive difference to people's lives in South Africa and, and across Africa. Well, Doug, I'll put those links up onto the show notes. The show notes. Thank you very much for your time. All the best with the running. Keep it up and keep helping to fly that South African and African flag internationally. Thanks so much, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's Run Talk SA. We love hearing from you, so check us out on social media. Just search for Run Talk SA or email podcast at runtalksa.co.za. You can also advertise your race on our platform. Just go to runtalksa.co.za forward slash race to find out more.